Shouting Caitlin in the morning. That's right, where we rewatching community. Binge watching community. Because what else are you gonna do? It's a fucking pandemic. (laughs) Uh, all of the chores you wanted to do today, but put them off. I didn't put that me. many chores on the list. Yeah, but you, but you very nicely put them off for me. Cause... It was also snowing and yeah. raining. It was mm-hmm. kind of a stay-at-home day. Yeah, it was just... yeah, it was a bit of a stay-at-home day. <laughs> yeah, unlike know. the past month and a half. <laughs> I mean, like it was a bit of a. I don't know. I don't know. Don't... You know what? Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, so I propose that, so today we uh, filled out the census, the census, Yeah. and I propose that we change the name of this podcast to my My unmarried opposite sex partner begrudgingly reads to you. All right. So welcome to the sixth episode of my unmarried opposite opposite sex sex partner partner begrudgingly reads Dune. Because it wasn't hard to say before yeah that makes it way easier it yeah. really simplifies it mm-hmm. well and just so the listeners know i did have to have a little you know just check in with you just to make sure it was cool of you that i referred to you as my like unmarried opposite, opposite sex, sex partner, partner you know yeah because you have to define the relationship and i just didn't know if you know, we, we had never really discussed whether or not you were my unmarried opposite sex partner and it turns out it's hard to say unmarried opposite sex partner because i keep wanting to say unmarried same sex partner because for right or wrong i feel like you hear unmarried you hear same sex partner way more than opposite sex partner like it's said because the default thing Uh, yeah yeah yeah. so we're being super progressive right now by saying unmarried opposite sex totally it's not domestic partner um, well, no, because it already asks before that, like, who's living in the house with you? And mm-hmm. then it's asking, is this person who's living in the house with you? So they already know we're living together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't need to ask that. Well, you know, one group of people who they never bother to census, the Fremen. Goats. Goats aren't people. Yeah, but I bet they do a count of how many goats there are. Well, well, there is an agricultural census. Mm -hmm. I've used that data as well. Mm -hmm. How many goats? I use a lot of census. So they are counting the goats more than they're counting the Fremen. Uh, well, I don't know, wait, I don't know where your dune takes place, but I imagine there's... 10, 000, around 10,000, the year 10,000. There's some kind of census, and people are still wearing wristwatches and reading books or whatever, but... Yeah, it also might actually be 10,000 years after the Guild Monopoly, and not after... Oh, and they still have to sync their wristwatches to local time in the year 10,000 AD. Well, yeah, because they moved to a whole different planet. You know, planet doesn't necessarily even have a 24-hour rotational cycle. If by 10,000 AD there's not a universe-wide data, you know, cellular data network, I'm out. You know, that's going to be, I think that's going to be tough as we move uh, into the universe. Because right now, like, humans are used to having this global, like, information system. But that's not necessarily going to be something that you're going to be able to maintain between planets. Because of the speed of light. You know, just going to Mars, Mars is uh, like something like 40 light minutes away from here. So there's all right, like 40 okay, seconds. All right, all right, all right. In transmission of information. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know what you're saying? Okay. All right. 
But I mean, people don't even wear. Well, you wear wristwatches now, mm-hmm. I guess. But people, for the most part, don't even wear wristwatches in the year 2019, 80. Uh, formal douches wear them. Formal douches wear them. Yeah, you people know, I've been wondering wristwatches. if I should get a formal douche wristwatch. Yeah, get one. They're nice. I have one. I have, a, I have like one of Yours the, is not a No, it's not the douche. one I'm wearing. Oh. I have another one that's like a oh. fancy automatic, you know? Okay. Uh, I don't wear uh, it because... Fancy automatic and I'm all... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, what do you want to talk about? Dune, I would love to hear oh, your... Oh, that's what yeah. we're doing. Right. Right. I'd love to hear your, um, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin's recap. You want to do a Caitlin recap? Yeah. Uh, sound effect? Recap. 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 Okay. Beautiful. So, what happened in this uh, chapter of Doom that started on page um, 62? No, 61 in our copy of Doom. And went to page seventy three and starred the uh, and starred uh, the lady Jessica the lady Jessica Duke Lido and the shout out Mapes yeah so the lady Jessica's okay so they made it to Arrakis mm-hmm. no trouble there they don't even talk about the journey yeah that's they not just a big like deal. one destination another destination <clears throat> blah 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 mm-hmm. there was a bit of a time jump right um and. Jessica's standing around in the big hall and mm-hmm. the so it's like the old it's like the capital city, but it's like the old capital. Yeah, it's like the something. old capital. It's like a Kyoto versus Tokyo type. Thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And um this is the opposite. This is like uh what's his name? He Frank Herbert yeah. was doing the opposite of design and spoke here. He was doing more of a like design no-no oh what was the no-no well jessica was like oh this hall these beams it's so ostentatious Mm -hmm. and there's all these like shadows and carvings and are these beams even real wood (laughs) and if they are real wood were they shipped in from some other planet because this wood wouldn't grow here Mm -hmm. on this planet right and I was like, oh, girl, I feel you. You know, I hate that we just make these stupid, you know, architectural choices. And mm-hmm. we're not living in harmony with the land. Because this you would had not your, be yeah. a LEED certified building. Right. If you had your druthers, everything would be local stone, mm-hmm. local materials. Mm-hmm. It would be... Mm-hmm. Native. Uh, yeah. Uh, Plants. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Native landscaping. Escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This um, was not that. This was some ostentations. And Jessica's not into it. She's just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, eye roll about it all. Yeah. And then for some reason, she unwraps like two uh, things they brought with them mm-hmm. that she seems to have really negative feelings about. Yeah, right. And one is a picture of the Duke's father. Mm-hmm. And she has really negative feelings about that. So much so that for unexplained reasons it causes her to not want to eat in the dining room where the duke insists on hanging the picture mm-hmm, which is apparently how it used to be on Caladan in old castle Caladan too right right yeah and he but he won't change it mm-hmm. but he has already forethunk the need for her to eat in the in her room because yeah. he's like, we got you a portable poison tester yeah. for your room. Your own poison snooper. Yeah. And um, 
And it's unclear why she detests this <coughs> picture so much. Until. Well, I didn't okay. figure it out. But uh, well, the well, other thing, because well, well, let's my, come have, back to that. I have theories. Let's come back, let's come yeah. back mm-hmm. to that. All right. I don't know the answer, but I have theories. All right. So also, she, uh, wait, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, this is where you find out, I think, at least this felt to me where I found out that they're not actually married. Mm, they mentioned it before, but. All right. She's just his, like, concubine. long-term concubine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, and he's like, well, good thing I didn't marry you, because then you would have to sit and look at this picture of my dad. Mm-hmm. She was like, ugh, I roll about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Very imperious of him, like, mm-hmm. the way he's acting. It's like, this is my way of the highway, girl. Yeah. This is also where we find out just how, like, stately and composed Jessica is. Yes. We get the male gaze uh, kind of, like, up and down of her. That's so true. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I but know. you'll notice it, was, it wasn't until it was his, her husband looking at her that we got an idea of what her body looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She honestly, like, I kind of pictured Kate Blanchett, but mm-hmm. I think it's because Kate Blanchett is just like, I don't know, I respect the hell out of Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and I, was, I, and I was watching Thor Ragnarok, so you saw her recently too. Yeah, but I'm like always thinking about Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, she just sort of does, she she plays that like commanding presence. Oh, yeah, really commanding well. elegance. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, she, that's a good casting, I think, Kate yeah. Blanchett is. Uh, is just she, sure. yeah because also like he kind of says and i think this is kind of true about kate blanchett like she's beautiful but he wouldn't really be able to identify why mm, exactly. yeah it's not a, it's not a, any one thing it's an yeah. all-around kind right. of a, the whole package right right mm. um and she's like thin but shapely but like not especially shapely or not especially thin she's mm. like kind of in the middle yeah which I think to as you de- hearing you describe it that way, I feel like that's almost like a Bene Gesserit thing because I think one of their things is like they can be whatever you want them to be. That's part of their power. Ugh, so male gazing. <laughs> um, totally. So yeah, the Duke is like says a bunch of stuff to her, and she's basically like, "Oh, I could trick him into doing what I want with my Bene Gesserit powers." Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play that game. And she's also like, oh, you know, I'm a woman. I'm good at putting my feelings aside and just mm. getting the job done. And I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, that was something the Duke was like, he was like envying her. She kind of like was getting frustrated. Then she's like, took three quick deep breaths, did a little bit of like mind mm-hmm. control stuff. And then she was like, so back to business. And he was like, I envy, I've always envied that, that you can just like get back to business and focus on practical Okay, uh, so what I was saying is they, he was like, I envy, the Duke was like, I envy your ability to do that. That must be like some Bene Gesserit thing. And she was like, honey, it's a woman thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Because honestly, like, it's just my perspective, but a lot of what I see <coughs> from the women in my life, mm-hmm. in my life, is just being like, oh, well, I'm just dealing with a bunch of fucking bullshit all the time but you know here i am just gonna get the job done and then what i see from the men in my life is like i don't ever really know what's going on and i'm just kind of like you know uh i'm living from moment to moment just kind of figuring it out um can you tell me like when this thing is on my calendar and the women are like 
yes, I know like a hundred things on a hundred calendars. Well, I know I'm like that. No, other men are like that too. Okay. Yeah. I'm just here to make friends. Yeah, no, I, you know, my mom accuses me of man hating mm -hmm. and I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, but I Not love asked, you. Not asked, but answered. Thank you. And I love, you know, I love a lot of men. I really mm -hmm. love them. Mm -hmm. um, all of your friends in high school were men. That's not true. Okay. But all the ones you still talk to are... That's kind of true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... And I'm, all of your female friends are their boyfriends. Yeah, all my female friends are their boyfriends. Yeah. They're their un girlfriends. Un unmarried, live-in, same-sex partners. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... Anyway, so, yeah, uh, so she's like, I don't know, she has this whole interaction with the Duke that makes me super uncomfortable. Interactions yeah. with the Duke just make me super uncomfortable. I just hate how people, like, <laughs> kowtow to him. Mm -hmm. and... Totally don't. <sighs> so, can I back up for a sec? And because the thing, the other thing, she said that they, she opened two packages, and the other thing she opened was a bull's head. Bull, yeah, bull's head. Yeah, mm -hmm. a bull's head with, like, it was still, it was like, well... So yeah. it was a bull's head. And right. They were supposed to hang. Yeah. Yeah, they're ahead. supposed to hang on opposite sides of the dining. Room. But we don't know that until she tells that to the the next the servant lady mm -hmm. who's like something mopping. I call she, she's she's the sh shadowed mate. That's how I think you you're supposed okay. to uh -huh. uh, pronounce it. But she's the because shadowed is like a. Uh, a title. Uh -huh. It's a Fremen title. It's because a Fremen she's a Fremen. Title, which yeah. Jessica knows right away. Mm -hmm. And she's like, uh, can we trust this lady? Mm -hmm. And the Duke's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She just keeps being like, can we trust these people? And the Duke's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And Pawat has like screened all these people. You know, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this lady's got like this shout out Mapes. Mm -hmm. Shout out Mapes. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's got this whole, like, scheme going on involving a sword that's, like, a forbidden sword, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she's, like, holding it on her body, and then mm -hmm. basically it's, like, Jessica's just, like, okay, this woman, it sounds like there's some test that this servant is putting Jessica through mm -hmm. that's gonna make her decide whether she, like, kills her or honors her mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, not really. I didn't really like get that whole okay. part. Okay. So a big thing that's missing, uh, I think that you haven't mentioned was um, the whole idea of the Bene Gesserit Missionary uh, Protectiva. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that part? That thing, mm -hmm. which is which is a tough. I guess it's a tough concept. But the idea is that what they do is the Bene Gesserit. They they go and see these myths about the Bene Gesserit through day through societies you know like so hundreds maybe thousands of years ago some Bene Gesserit like agent came along in the Fremen and seeded all of these myths about the Bene Gesserit that would be helpful to a Bene Gesserit um if they came and like got in trouble right so like the Fremen are like they have legends they have like ancient legends about Bene Gesserits and Bene Gesserit Reverend Mothers and like how they're going to be like the chosen one and shit like that which is all bullshit that was made up by the Bene Gesserit oh. to help them out in just such a situation. And so oh. that's what's going on. So like the that's whole a big conspiracy. Yeah. So the whole time that Jessica on. and yeah, well so when Jessica's talking to um 
Shout out. Shout mates. out. Shout out to mates. Yeah. Um, she's trying to she's trying to like work into this mythos that she knows he she knows is here because mm. of like all these little tiny uh, little signals that she's so getting from she's everywhere. like okay I. I know what you think you know about me, yeah. and I'm playing off of that. Right, but she doesn't know, man, and she's worried because she's like, this this lady might just knife me with this knife she's got, mm-hmm. you know, because she's also, the other thing is, like, she can read, like, tiny little details, you know, she's like Sherlock Holmes times a million. Dude, I know, at, yeah. I keep thinking about Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then the... <laughs> but one of the things she reads and the tiny little things is she knows the lady's got a knife hiding on her just kind of right. the way she's, like, walking. Yes. Yeah. It's a very Holmesian analysis mm-hmm. that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like... So, eventually, the woman's like, oh, you passed the test... Or the shout-out. Shout-out mm-hmm. to Mapes. Passes yeah. the test and gives Jessica the sword. Mm-hmm. And... But she's like, you have to keep it close to your body because it's going to disintegrate if you don't. Mm -hmm. And Jessica's like, oh, wait, but you put it away without it getting any blood on Mm -hmm. it, which I don't know if that's part of the myth or what. Yeah, she's trying to work in. She's like the whole time she's kind of like trying to kind of do like cold reading, you know, like where she's like, all right, what is this? What can I say to this lady? She's like. So, yes, I'm the Bene Gesserit Reverend, uh, mm-hmm. you know, super killer per, yes, mm-hmm. no, yeah, okay. You know, like, reading her and trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, mm-hmm. what exactly the myth is that she believes. Right. Because, like, there's this one part where the the shout-out, Mapes, um, mm-hmm. is like, do you know, you know what this knife is, but do you know what it means? Mm-hmm. And Jessica's like, okay, hold on, real quick. Uh, so, I know this thing's called a Christ knife, and in... The ancient language that they speak of Jacobsa, that means uh, maker of death maker. And mm-hmm. then she so she goes, it's a maker. And, you know, and immediately as soon as she says maker, uh, the shout out makes is like ding, 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 ding. You know, mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's totally what it is. You know what it's, you know what's mm-hmm. up. And then she's like, maker, that's fucking weird. That's just saying it's a maker is right. But, mm-hmm. you know, but anyways, that's. Yeah. So that, but in this woman keeps talking about her blood as like the precious life water or mm-hmm. whatever. So it'd be life water. Yeah, and yeah, right. And then Jessica's like, oh, you can't put the sword away without blood on it. Mm-hmm. So she like does a little, but she thinks there might be poison on the tip yeah. of the blade. So she does a little like a kind little... of incision, kind of like avoiding the tip yeah. on the woman's chest. The woman yeah. apparently is just like, I'm yeah. flashing you. Mm-hmm. Just take my blood. And Jessica goes, yeah, okay, well, just a little boob cut then. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and she notices that the blood coagulates like Real immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. like, ooh, that sounds handy. Desert mutation. Yeah, desert the water, mutation. Because the water... Water's so precious. I mean... Oh, I think I put in marker. Yeah, you did. You have a marker. Here. So Sean was really impressed this morning that I was putting markers in the book. Well, there were three markers in the book already, and so you apparently either did only needed three, or you ran out and just really... No, three was fine. Okay. Three was fine. So you were were Uh, thinking about this one. This is a water thing. It was the first one? Uh, No, I think it's the third one of the water thing. Um... So, yeah, the shout-out Mape says, Oh, no, the body's water is getting enough. Thou gushing a wasteful... Whatever. Jessica, noting the words and manner, caught the deeper implications in the phrase, the body's water. Again, she felt a sense of oppression at the importance of water on Arrakis. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason, actually, that I marked that mm-hmm. as, like, the third in the line of things that I marked 
was because all everything that I marked sort of like struck me as important to my own mindfulness practice. Mm. And you were saying the thing about how like, you know, the Bene Gesserit are like yoga Jedis or whatever. Yeah, mindfulness. I mean, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Mind palace? I can't. I keep thinking of a what's the word for it besides just like meditation. Mindfulness, yeah, mindfulness and meditation. I, yeah. It's like there's kind of like yeah. it's like Buddha. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of influences. I'd say. And my friend Eric used to talk about um, like inner technologies rather than other. One of the things. So here's the three things I marked. The mm-hmm. first is the mind commands the body mm-hmm. and it obeys. The mind orders itself and meets resistance. Mm-hmm. So, like, that speaks to, like, what I think of as, like, radical acceptance. Like, if you try to, like, force your mind to, um, you know, like, think a different or, like, feel a different thing than what you're feeling, Mm -hmm. you're just, like, that's going to put you in such a worse off place than if you just accept what you're thinking or feeling, Mm, right? Right. And then the other thing was uh, the thing must take its course, Mm -hmm. um, which you know, reminded me of sort of how I think about, like, trusting the process, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, I feel like um, outcomes orientation can be really harmful to mindfulness, and, but, like, like, focusing on the outcomes of, of, like, your decisions and thoughts and actions, rather than, like, the process of, yeah, exactly, process and practice, yeah, and then the third thing was about the feeling oppressed by the scarcity of water and that also like reminded me of my mindfulness practice because I think that like adopting a scarcity mentality is something that really takes me out of my mindfulness practice Mm. and like I just sort of like that sort of like a feeling oppressed by the scarcity of a thing really Mm. resonated so it's it's harder to be mindful like whenever there's scarcity and so it's like how much no it's more just like focusing on scarcity makes it hard to like I don't know, it it makes me less happy than if I fo- focus on abundance. Mm. Or it makes me feel less at peace, you know? And that's what mindfulness is really about. It's like feeling at peace. So how how mindful do you think you could be if you were just thirsty all the time? Not mindful. Right. I'd just be super thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like what so we're... So it's almost like in on the planet Arrakis, even mindfulness itself is in scarce supply because totally. only the totally rich people even have enough water to drink. But that's true for everybody. Like, here yeah. I am, a well-resourced white girl mm. talking about mindfulness. Mm. And, like, that's true here and now, too, you know? Like, I'm, like, privileged to be talking about mindfulness. Mm. and like Yeah. yeah. I remember um, reading a thing that... Uh, uh, an interview of from Hank Frank Herbert, or maybe it was a foreword from a couple of editions ago or something, but he was talking about how he wanted, he intended water to be a metaphor for oil, but also, you know, but as a scarce resource and a metaphor for scarcity. And he was like, it, it's oil, but it's oil in our society, but it's also water in our society. It's like any Because resource. water is, yeah. is also precious and, yeah. you know, it's gonna it's getting more scarce. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about the mindfulness. You reminded me of something that we've skipped over that happened before, and it's something that the Bene Gesserit do. It's it's in the Orange Catholic Bible. It's what's called a litany mm, the against Orange fear. Bible. Yeah, I know. Mm. Sounds delicious. Mm. We'll get you some frozen yogurt ASAP. Okay? okay, it's gonna be a while though. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the um. There's it's this thing called the litany against fear. It's really famous. Um. There's it's kind of one of the famous like 
uh, like sayings from Dune. Mm. God damn it, I've got this. I'm oh, Meals on Wheels. It wants you to volunteer for Meals on Wheels. I know, but I'm trying to pull up. The, I got Meals on Wheels, no doubt important, but I'm trying to read just things. Okay. You know, you were just making me think about how I've been seeing Instagram posts from my friends in other places where they're getting, like, cocktails delivered from restaurants and baggies and stuff. Yeah. Is that even legal in Massachusetts? I, I mean, have that no would idea. Be great. No idea. Horses ad would go away. So but you know what? Coffee. We're saving so much money making our own cocktails. My favorite cocktail these days is a vodka lemonade with fresh squeezed lemon. Okay, so here I got it. Okay. Now this is something that Paul says when his hands in the box to mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. Um, it like it's it's some it's like a it's a litany. It's a mantra that you're supposed to say when you're afraid. And let's, let me see if this resonates for you. It's um, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it is gone, past, I will turn the inner eye to see its past, its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Parts of it resonate with me. Yeah. Um, I guess fear i don't know you know I, i'd have to sit with it for a little i mean mm -hmm. i guess i had the opportunity to sit with it for a little while before but i was just kind of not really understanding yeah you were still like oh, what's going on it's yeah, so too much right. yeah this this comes up real soon like um real early in the book and uh, I, I wanted to talk about it then but uh, now that we're talking about kind of the mindfulness and the the sort of meditation and all of this sort of like inner mind type right. stuff like this is a big part of because it's a huge part of the book is all this inner mind stuff but it does still have this thing of like mo just move through the thing you know mm -hmm. like sort of move through the fear mm -hmm. that's all you can do right well um, the fear comes to you he says you face my fear you'll permit it to pass over you and through you and through you and that's like sort of just going with the mm -hmm. you're like letting the process of the fear unfold mm -hmm. right and you're not yeah. denying yeah. yourself the fear and, and when it's when it's gone past then you'll turn the inner eye to see its path Mm -hmm. And where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I were. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, there's definitely things about that that resonate for me, which mm -hmm. is sort of like, you know, it it reminds me a lot of um, if I really think through my anxieties, mm -hmm. right? Or I sort of like move my anxieties into like the cognitive sphere, mm -hmm. sphere um, you know, you can kind of be like, okay, so... I'm going to like move through this anxiety that I'm having. I'm going to have the anxiety. I'm going to do the thing that I feel anxious about. Mm -hmm. And then once I've done the thing that I feel anxious about, I'm going to be stronger for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to be able to like look back on it mm -hmm. and I'm going to learn from the experience of having that anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, it doesn't so much say that, but I think sort of the, in that like, where are the last two lines? Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. See, that's the part that I kind of question where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Because mm -hmm. I think that fear is actually really like a summative experience. It really like is an opportunity for learning. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it, but then you still, you know, once you have learned from it, mm -hmm. you are more complete in yourself. So only I will remain like that kind of resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit contradictory. The first thing you say is, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, fear is little death that brings total liberation. But the next thing you say is, I'll face my fear. I'll permit it to pass over me and through me. So that's like, that's not saying I'm not going to fear. That's I saying I am going to fear. I also object to them using little death to not mean orgasm. Oh, well, maybe. This, I, I, I think that he probably would have been conscious of that. Uh, what do you call it? Reference. Oh, he's talking about orgasm anxiety? Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's both. You know, fear and fear and sex, right? They're like closely intertwined in mind and emotion and like... Sex and power. Yeah. What's that quote? What is it all? All Everything's, everything's about, about... Sex except sex. Sex is, is about, about power. power. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know yeah. who said that. You said that. I think you coined that, right? That's something that you always no, have said. My sister told me that there was like a book she read for English class where the first chapter is like everything is about sex and the second chapter is like except sex, sex is about power or something like that. Yeah, well, that's great. What's your next, uh, what's your other tangies? I went two? over all of them already. You did? Yeah. Really? You mm-hmm. went, or even the salmon color? They were all mindfulness things. The thing must take its course. Uh, yeah. So specific. Now, see, the thing must take its course. That was a specific catchphrase from the Mistrinoria Protectivist stock of incantations. The coming of the Reverend Mother to free you. So that's what she's playing into. Mm-hmm. She's playing into this kind of like messianic um, mm-hmm. Fremen thing, right? This this prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, and what's I going to say? In the end, shout out Mapes is like... Shout out. Yeah. She's just like, okay, well, I'll just go about my business. Oh, what's? do you want me to clean this bull's horn? Right, yeah. And Jessica's like, no, that's preserved blood on purpose. Because? Because that was the bull that killed the duke. Right, and the duke in his picture no, is... No, the, du- the duke's father. The old, yeah, the old duke. duke's father, yeah. No, the first, yeah. yeah. And because he was even wearing a matador costume in the picture. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Do you think it's like George Michael's matador pants? From yeah. Arrested the yeah, he's trying to season be. Season four. Yeah, because the he was trying to be OS, overly sexual. Yeah, right. You know. I bet he was. Yeah, probably. I mean, how can you not be OS in a matador well, costume? Well, the, the, the little whole Mickey Mouse thing. Ears turned upside down. It's great. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, no, the whole thing about this and, like, her not wanting to eat in the dining room and look at the Duke's father, like, honestly, what it reminded me of is, like, somebody not wanting to, like, confront their sexual assailant, you know? It's, like, Mm. it made me wonder if he had, like, raped her or um, assaulted her or... I, I don't know about that. I think that maybe she's young enough that, like, she didn't know the guy. Or maybe she did, actually, because he says when her... when. The Duke's, well, I don't know. His, they talk, she talks a little bit about, like, when the Duke's buyers came to buy her from the Bene Gesserit, basically. Yeah, I mean, duties. so that even makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe the answer will be revealed, but... What um... I was thinking was, was she doesn't want to, like, she loves the Duke. Mm-hmm. The Duke, her, her husband, Duke Leto, she loves him. That got her, his father looks like him mm. she doesn't like to be reminded of like the mat- uh, mortality and maybe also to me i was thinking what she also doesn't want to be reminded of is that this her her duke is also fucked she knows that mm. you know um who knows how long she's known it you have a much more like devoted concubine perspective on this and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh that older duke did something shitty to her like that's where my mind goes yeah, well, yeah. i don't know i don't think that i mean from what we've seen either one could work yeah for sure i yeah 
No spoilers. I feel like, uh, so what retention score would you give me for this chapter? A little less than last time, honestly. Honestly? Yeah. Well, because I feel like this, to me and mm-hmm. to Camille, has mm-hmm. been a less interesting episode because <laughs> I've just been, like, actually digging into the chapter. So and it's less have... interesting because you were more interested in the chapter? We haven't said anything funny in a long time. What? No, I've had a little bit, a couple of things in there. Oh, <laughs> right. I totally <laughs> noticed. <laughs> okay, you've been yeah, you've been very much in your spot for sure. I've been hilarious. Yeah. I yeah, I think I had some you know I had some feelings. I had some resonance. Yeah. With a, a lot of the things, like I said, you know, I just kind of gravitate a little more toward the Jessica chapters. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the? I mean, we didn't talk much about the shout out, Mapes. What do you think about her? She thinks she was cool. I don't know. She's a, she's like a, the house she's like the head housekeeper. She's like a tiny little wrinkly mm-hmm. blue completely blue eyed. Yeah, she's a little thing. raisin of a lady. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why she's completely blue eyed? Because they all are the Fremen at least. Yeah. Do you yeah. know why? Uh no. Spice addiction. Oh right. That's right, a right, that's right. a symbol of the spice addiction. Right. Now I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You get the blue within blue eyes, which I think means your irises are blue and the whites of your eyes are also blue. That's it's all what blue. it sounds like. Yeah. Blue within blue. Do you have pupils? I don't know. I think yeah. maybe the blue, maybe they're blue too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that would be weird because you know the pupils are just black because like the light goes in and doesn't come out. But I can totally see how that would make a person harder to read. Like, that's something that Jessica says at one point. Mm-hmm. She's sort of, like, can't really... Like, she feels blocked out. Mm-hmm. Also, this is the, officially the first Fremen we've met in the entire book. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, she might have written poetry to that knife she mm-hmm. gave to Jessica. Yeah, the concern. And now, oh, another thing that I think you maybe missed about the knife is you were describing it as a sword, and... Right, I led you into the thing about Jessica's like, it's a maker of, and she's like, whoop, 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 maker, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. The reason it's called, and the thing she says is that knife is a sandworm's tooth. Oh, I did miss that. Mm, sandworm tooth. It's a double-edged mm-hmm. sandworm's tooth. Double-edged sandworm's tooth. Fun. Yeah, totally. Um, how long do you think it? No, I just, I feel like the way it just was described made the blade sound a lot longer. Uh, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's a long one. But I mean, you're right, it is also called a knife. Yeah. Or maybe it's just because the lady's so short. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Because it was like down her, the top of her back, like her, the middle of her back mm. near the shoulders, I feel like. Which made me think it was going from okay. there, like, down to her waist, because otherwise, why wouldn't she put it uh, in yeah. her waistband? Slowly, Mapes reached into the neck of her dress, brought out a dark sheath, a black handle with deep finger ridges protruded from it. She took a sheath She took sheath in one hand and handle in the other, withdrew a milk-white blade, held it up. The blade seemed to shine and glitter with light of its own. It was double-edged like a kinjal, and the blade was perhaps 20 centimeters long. So that's about oh, 10 centimeters, that's, that's not... about 20 centimeters. Yeah, that's like, not that It's long. almost a foot long. I mean, that's a yeah, long ass knife. It's like a yeah, it's a little longer than like a chef's knife. Yeah. Yeah. A little longer than a chef's knife, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I just like when I read neck, I was thinking like, you know, like the back of her, like pulling it out sort of like the back yeah, the of, her of her dress. Garment, but I guess it could be like Well, maybe she's wearing kind of a sacky garment something. and it's like it doesn't yeah. necessarily stick out. Speaking of which I just accidentally ripped these tags out of my sweatpants, so that's interesting. Totally. Yeah. I'm riveted. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think I think we could leave it right there. I think that was a really good uh, yeah. Discussion. Leave it on the sweatpants tag. Yeah. So that's what everybody was waiting leave for. Leave it on the sweatpants to tag your goals, right? What? I don't know. That was probably too much information. Oh god, I feel like this episode was so boring. All we did was talk about Dune. We're not. We're ju- <laughs> okay. All right. We're done talking about Dune. If you don't, this is from now on. This is the bonus content. So if you yeah. only care about Dune, stop. Bonus, 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 bonus. So, what else is going on? I tried to give myself a haircut with a beard trimmer today, and it mm. nearly a, yeah. was a disaster. And he was like, "Come rescue me!" And mm. I was like, "Okay, here, I'll try to, you know, yeah. even it out what you did." Yeah. And, and then he looked in the mirror afterwards, and he was like, yeah, no, this is horrible. Yeah. And then he was like, you did great. You did great. And no. I was like, that's no, not No, it was, was terrible. Saying. It was terrible. But, like, you, I think what it was is we were just halfway done because the mm-hmm. beard trimmer, it doesn't cut hair. It doesn't no, cut, like, hair hair. It I doesn't know. cut head hair. We should have and paid the extra $9 or whatever to get. Oh, no, it's just that the hair. So hair trimmer, uh-huh. the hair trimmer was sold out on Amazon. Yeah, hair trimmer sold out because everybody's trying to. Of course, to, yeah. of course it is. And I have one, yeah, but it's in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn, and yeah. we were going to go there today to Brooklyn, yeah, like, nah, but we decided not nah, to. Nah. And I was like, you don't have to talk me into not going to Brooklyn right now. Yeah, yeah. you're a real Brooklyn hater. I mean, I'm an especial Brooklyn hater right now. Totally. Um, yeah, I, don't I know. finally got it to work, but it was, it was just, you had done half the work. I just needed to keep hammering at it. Yeah, but I restored your faith, I think. Yeah. In the... In the beard trimmer? In the beard trimmer. Yeah, it's too, sh- it's like too short though, because I'm, I, it's almost, because I'm almost like shaven headed, and it makes me, it gives me that skinhead look, which I'm I not a fan of. I don't think of you as a skinhead. Well, I'm glad you don't. But maybe I look in the mirror should... and I'm like, this is maybe too skinny. I've been head. seeing advertisements for these, like, this, like, temporary tattoo pen where it's sort of like henna, but then you wipe it away and then you have, like, a tattoo. I don't know how long it sticks around. And was this better than a magic marker? I don't, well, I don't know. It's probably, like, skin safe ink or whatever. Uh, magic marker. I'm just enough. thinking we could tattoo something on your face that indicates that you're not an actual skinhead. And what is that? Um, you know, like Just a peace right, sign. Not a skinhead on my. No, because then people will think you are a skinhead. Oh yeah, because that's exactly what a skinhead exactly. would write on his forehead. Exactly. Was not a skinhead. Yeah. I think like a peace sign or maybe prayer hands or mm-hmm. a smiley face. Mm-hmm. Just your classic, you mm-hmm. know, the kind do you a used sunset to do heart hands. Sunset heart hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. any of those things would work. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, Can't and wait. then your students will know. How about, I told you about that guy that used to come to the uh, the Cabot Comedy Club and sit in the front row and his entire face was like tribal tattoos. Uh-huh. But if you looked more closely, it was a bunch of like New England Patriot symbols like what? arranged all oh over his face. Oh my god, yeah. well that's the ultimate tribal tattoo. Mm-hmm. For the yeah. ultimate tribe, bro. Yeah. Pats. Yeah, except we, no. we lost our shaman? Or, uh, I don't know. Quarterback? Chief? <laughs> Depends what kind of tribe you're talking about. Talking about Tom? Yeah. Tom Brady? Yeah. You lost. I didn't lose him. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, no, I know. But you've been forced to wear Boston Red Sox hats lately. I'm okay with Red Sox. Yeah. I'm just not going to wear any Patriots gear. I don't have any Patriots gear, so you're safe there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
All right, so yeah. I don't yeah, know. So that was I shaved my head. That was funny to me. Yeah. It's like it was halfway done. It was like ah. Mostly we just did a whole lot of nothing today. There's Watch. just well, like, you're making a poof. I am. I'm working on my second poof, mm-hmm. and um, I'm doing. I'm learning how to knit houndstooth, which yeah. is fun. How, it's it's good looking good so far. Yeah. Yeah. None of this is funny. I feel like we should just end the episode. All right. Okay. All right. Stop fishing. <laughs> All right, we we're boring and we suck, but we got through some Dune yeah. stuff. All yeah, right. it's true. So sorry we're so unfunny and we suck and we're boring, um, but I'm glad we got through some Dune. So we're signing off now, everybody. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>